some brands are legendary. In every category, someone sets the standard, and some of them even have raving fans. Join Scott Wozniak and Jack Fussell, the CEO and CMO of Swaz Consulting, on a journey of discovery. How did the legends do it? And how can you become a legendary brand too? Well, hey, Scott, this is Jack, and I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. Yeah, this has been fun. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and we're finally getting around to doing it. I know. So before we dive in, because I know there is there are a million things to be said about this. You and I could literally talk for hours and days and weeks about this. But I have one big question for you before we even get started. I have two questions. This is the first one. Who is this podcast for? Great question. Uh, and this is not trivial, right? Like it's a big deal. This is for leaders who dream of greatness. I think you and I both have worked in a lot of different settings, right? But man, I think what gets me excited, I know, you know, we've talked about this a bunch. It's not just, Hey, I want to survive. I just want to make it, um, there's a need for when you're crisis to figure stuff out. And we might be able to help with that, but man, what gets me excited. And what I want to talk about is how do you become a legend, right? Not just I'm okay. I want to be one of the ones that they, everyone in my space talks about like, Oh, I want to be the, the, this of that category, right? I'm going to be the apple of this. I'm going to be the Uber of that. I'm going to be the Chick-fil-A of this. I want to be that brand where in my zone, everyone says, Oh, they they define what excellence means. They have the raving fans. If that's your dream, if you want to be that, if you want to grow into that, that's what this is for. Now, that might mean a CEO of a company who's going trying to build, you know, maybe you're third generation and you want to take the family business and make it epic. Maybe you're a tech startup guy. Maybe you're just like the leader of a division and you're like, I want my division to be the best one in this company. But we both have a background. We've also spent a lot of time in nonprofits. I mean, yeah, yeah, lots of business. And we tend to use a lot of business lingo as kind of our default terminology here, but We've both applied this in the nonprofit world. They want to be legends in their space. So, but that's probably the differentiator is this, we're not a, a industry specific conversation here. Yeah. I want to have a, a conversation about legendary specific. I don't know if that, that term makes sense, legendary specific, but like, if you want to be great, if you've got these grand dreams and you're like, I, I'm not satisfied being regular, but you don't know how to get there. That's what we're excited about. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to do a podcast called Be Average. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> That's right. All yeah. right, guys, we just want to be average today. We're just going to shoot for the, this kind of the norm. That's that's the best we can do. So definitely not that podcast. Yeah, I'm out, right? Like this yeah. is a very short podcast. <laughs> so, okay. So my second follow-up question then is when we talk about legendary brands and we talk about, you know, you, you've just written a book. And so why the book and why why even talk about legendary brands? Why And why do you feel like it's even applicable to so many different industries, whether, you know, with business, nonprofit, whatever it is like, give me a little bit more insight on that. Yeah. Why the book? Well, I've been doing this work, you and me, the whole team, we've been doing this work for a long time, 15 years, uh, 20 years. I mean, I gotta do the math. We're getting old, Jack. We're getting old. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and, and when I say doing this work, we've been inside helping people build legendary brands. 
And so why? Because I saw how to do it. I saw that it's possible. I mean, it's not luck. And that's what I think I believed beforehand, right? It was like, well, some people get lucky. They got a product that's genius or or they have the charismatic leader who's something about her. She's just special, right? And if you get lucky, then you can be a legend and the rest of us just, you know, make it through. And then I got to see how they did it. And I was like, I mean, there's some smart people in there. Don't get me wrong, but there's a system, there's a pattern, there's a process. So we've been helping people build it. And I honestly, I, I thought about writing the book five, seven years ago was supposed to start this thing. Um, and the podcast is a cool idea. We, we, I dabbled with a podcast 15 years ago that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and I didn't even have the records for it. So like, Oh, well, but yeah, like these are all cool, vague ideas. And then I went out and did it all and had enough demand. And frankly, we just kind of got to the point where there's more people who want to hear from us and talk about us. I mean, these days I say no to more speaking opportunities than I can say yes to. Like my calendar just fills up and I'm like, sorry, I got a company to run and I got a family I want to be with. And you know, I'd like to sleep a little bit somewhere in that mix. And so I, how do I help more people? How do we keep this growing without me just continually... Yeah. Working harder and harder and harder. And so the last couple of years, we've been shifting a lot to let's put this content in a format that people can get value out of without me having to personally show up without Jack having to always be on the road. And so our teams kind of, we're still going to keep doing that work, but man, this is, how do we share this with more of the world so more people can become legends? So that that's where this got started. Now, why you asked kind of a two-part question, right? Like, I got to get myself ready. Is this going to be a lot of two-part questions, Jax? I mean, I, <laughs> Probably. Okay. I'm really good at saying, hey, I got two questions. And it's actually like seven. I, that's so. what I was going to say. I feel like you're cheating on me here a little bit. <laughs> I, I, see, I see what's going on. I see this. All right. Yeah. So I don't just think it could work in other businesses. That was the question, right? How do we know? Yeah. Why do we think it? I've seen this. You and I have done this in lots of other businesses, right? I mean, Gosh, we've done this with, um, I mean, you've worked with Moroccan small family firms yeah. to, uh, to national brands, big retail chains. Um, I mean, uh, construction companies to software startups. I mean, it's, it's not a theory that we're, we're rolling the dice and saying, oh, I hope it works this time. It's like 15, 20 years of doing this. You're like, okay, yeah, this is just one of the fundamentals. It just works. And before we get into how, like that's probably the next set of episodes, right? Is we're going right, to yeah. all how. Maybe I just like stop and, and make sure we get this before we lose people. You can do this. I mean, you, listener, you exactly can do this. I don't care what your business is. Is it's You might say, I'm technical, right? I, it's commoditized space. It's a really price-driven category, like a business-to-business. And those guys just don't react the same way as, you know, Apple cool products. We're not sexy consumer electronics, right? Like we're, yeah. we're boring and basic and you just can't do it in my category. And, and that's just not true. I mean, in fact, Jack, why don't we do this? Why don't we swap some examples of brands we've seen um, that maybe are in categories people would say, you can't do it. And I would say like, well, it's being done. You just don't know about it. Yeah, because I think that's really, really true. I think there's a big time, you know, and I think we've all kind of bought into it that, you know, only the big sexy things, the Disney's or the Apple's or whatever, they're the only ones. But, you know, we had recently some... um electrical work that need to be done. So I can do some handyman stuff around the house, mm-hmm. but if it could, if my rule is if what I'm working on can kill me, I don't like to do it. 
So <laughs> that's the fair rule. That's fair. Yeah. Changing out a doorknob, not going to die from that, but changing out a big electrical thing. Yeah. That could kill me. So I had these electricians over and we've gone through because my wife does home, you know, re- design work and renovation work. So we have gone through just the gamut of electricians and we tried this new company and I could not believe what an amazing customer experience they delivered. Mm. I mean, the professionalism, the their call system of reminding you about stuff. And then the professionalism, when the guy showed up, the truck was clean and beautiful and every part of it. I mean, the way he came in and just took care of everything. He had his vacuum with him and like mm. he was ready to go. And then afterwards, the follow-up they did just the the amount of it. And this was not, I mean, electricity, no, no, that's not the sexiest of industries in the world is, and it's not necessarily known, but this is what I think is cool about it. And this is where I think actually people in the quote unquote, non-sexy industries have the advantage because in the retail world, everyone's trying to create an experience mm-hmm. in a lot of these categories. If anyone will even try, they will be legendary. Like, yeah, and there's yes. no competition. Like the no one else low. is even trying. Yes. The bar's low and nobody else is even, it's not like you got to be better than them. Just even give it an effort. Then yeah. you know what that makes me think of is Bucky's. So what yeah. I'm talking around, if you don't know Bucky's, let me just tell you, if you were going to pick a category and say, you just can't do it, you'd pick this industry, right? The product's a pure commodity. Literally, there's no differentiation. It's a necessary evil. Nobody enjoys it, but we're kind of forced to do it. And for those of you who don't know, Bucky's is a gas station, like a convenience store truck stop. And, you know, nobody's excited about going to Exxon, right? Off exit 46 somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not. Yeah, so they're in the middle of nowhere and they're not, they tend to be out in the edges, not in the big cities. But Bucky's has crazy raving fans. Like, guys, if you've not encountered a Bucky's, you're probably underestimating what people go nuts for for a gas station. So you gotta Google it and just see. It's it's B-U-C-E-E apostrophe S. So so look up Bucky's like that. And it's crazy. People like drive hour out of their way. They buy hats, mugs, t-shirts. I know families who do just like Saturday day trips to go hang out at Bucky's. Literally, like yeah. the one north side, north of Atlanta, where both of us live here. Um, I won't name them because I don't want to embarrass them. But there's a family of mutual friends we both know that take their kids out there. I'm like, <laughs> hey, let's go play Bucky's for the day. It's crazy, man. Yeah, and they, I mean, people rave about it and they get so excited. And you're right, they'll make, they'll take different routes to their summer vacation just so they can swing by one. I mean, it's a huge deal. Yes. And why? Because, well, they're the only one in that space I know who's not just trying to not be nasty, right? They're trying to, they've got a mascot and they've got fine fudge shop in the middle and you get free tastings and the bathrooms are phenomenally clean and epically huge. And it's just, they make an experience out of stopping for gas. And, and this is the thing. I think if they were, I love your point. The reason I'm bringing up Bucky's, if they were just a normal retail store, We'd be like, yeah, they're good. They're good. Why do people go nuts? Because they're in the gas station mental category. And yes. in that category, everything else is so bad that Bucky's <laughs> like basic retail 101, which they do with excellence. I'm a big Bucky's fan, but it's, it's they're not doing different things than everyone else is doing in retail. They're just the only yeah. ones doing it in gas station land. And so people go crazy for them. Yeah. Yeah, I love brands like this that redefine. They it's like they steal from another category, bring it in, and then they just dominate. I mean, no one can even compete. There is literally no one competing against them right now. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's true. It's true. Now they also have leveraged that to get bigger and bigger. Their locations are massive. So yeah. they're creating a, a long-term differentiator. I mean, the one here in Atlanta, I think has got 120 pumps, maybe hundred. It's, it's nuts. It's, it's not a, but they don't have it easy either because exit 47, for example, where everything is, they can't find a piece of land. So they've got to be on exit 46. So if people don't come to them, they don't come to them. Yeah. My favorite Bucky's road sign, uh, right? So right outside my house, like then, like when we get on the interstate to go to the airport, we see this sign and it says next Bucky's 88 miles. You can hold it. <laughs> so good, man. That's awesome. Cause they're not wrong. Right. It's like, yeah, yeah. cross your legs. I'm not stopping. We're, we're <laughs> not going anywhere else. Cause I want to go to the jerky bar today. We're Thank going you. to get some jerky. <laughs> Thank you. Their wall of jerky is legit. Yeah. Like it is massive. Yeah. 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 So guys, if Bucky's can do this, if an electrical contractor can do this, you can do this. This yeah. is not magic. It's not about your product. In fact, to Jack's point, if you're in an industry with a less sexy product commoditized, you might have a better opportunity than people out on the edge. I, a Apple, we both uh, have a lot of Apple products, right? We, we're, doing, oh, yeah. we're doing a lot of market research, air quotes here. <laughs> <laughs> We're paying way too much for Apple. Um, and I will tell you, Apple actually has it hardest because everybody is chasing them with the coolest, newest product. And if Apple doesn't crank out some, Apple cranks out new products every year. And many years people are like, oh, I mean, it's only a little bit better than everything that's ever been done before. Right? Like, yeah, it's a high bar they have to clear every year. Well, they have to clear their own bar. And now you've got so many other companies, Samsung, especially who are literally the product is almost identical, if not mm, uh, between you and I and everybody's listening a little bit better. But, uh -huh. Uh -huh. you know, so, yeah, those those industries have it. You know, a Disney has it really hard. Yeah, yeah. They have to spend millions to keep up millions upon millions to keep up with what Universal is doing down the street. So there are some stiff competition spaces. And I think sometimes those less sexy really underestimate what an advantage they actually have. Yeah. So it's a system. It's not luck. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter your space. You can do this. So yeah, totally. a lot of time building it. Maybe in the next episodes, we'll start talking about how you actually do this. How's that, Jack? That sounds awesome. Can't wait. Thanks for spending some time with us on your journey to legendary. If you enjoyed this episode and want more content like this, you may want to sign up for our newsletter. You can do that and learn about all the ways we are helping leaders build legendary brands at swazconsulting.com. That's www.swozconsulting.com. Greatness is possible. You just have to build the right engine.